You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to the final After the Jack episode of 2021. You're here uh, with me, your host Tyler Marr, and uh, to my right, as always, is Ash Williamson. Ash, welcome back to the studio. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, listeners. Good afternoon. And uh, yeah, season's greetings to all the people in the Golden Valley Bowls community out there. Last one for 2021. And the Honourable Brian Nisbet of uh, Nagambi, East Shepparton, Shepparton Park, uh, etc. Shep Golf. Uh, welcome, Golf. Brian. How are you going? Uh, very well, thanks, Tyler. Um, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to listeners. Good afternoon to Ashley. And I'd like to endorse Ashley's comments, wishing all our listeners and bowlers a happy Christmas and a safe new year. Sounds good, Brian. Now, we've, uh, we've had the final matches for... 2021 uh, everyone's sort of turning for home with a better idea of where they are in the uh relevant weekend and midweek pennant seasons uh what's your assessment of uh the today's and saturday's action well it was interesting um well we might get into the the midweek uh round from today uh and the, the first thing i noticed looking at the results and uh, brian and i had a quick discussion about it before we come on the air and we said exactly the same thing the amount of results where the winning team only won one rink uh, was quite astonishing. And, you know, it's, a, it's quite a rarity. Usually you might get maybe one a week, if that. But looking across the grades, there was nearly one in every grade, um, and including uh, a, a couple in the top grade Division 1. So we'll get into the results from um, midweek round seven. Division five, um, we had Violet Town lost to Colbanabin 52 shots to 38. Colbanabin picked up all the points there. Uh, Euroa had a bye. There was no result uh, at the time of recording from the Seymour, Dukey and Rushworth Avenal games. Um, just looking at the top four, and obviously this might change a bit um, with the couple of results still to come in, but Colburn Abbins, head of the ladder on 68 points. Violet Town, who they beat uh, pretty comfortably today, second on 54 points. Dukey third on 52, and Yeroa fourth on 42 points. And Brian, that four looks pretty settled going into the yeah. second half of the year. I've got it down as that's a final four. The others are that far behind and... They've won one game and the other team at Dunnings won a game, so... Yep. So, um, yeah, pretty um, clear pecking order emerging in Division 5. Midweek, Division 4, South Round 7 today. Seymour VRI claimed all the points against Shepparton Park, 66 shots to 53. Um, and that one was at Shepparton Park, so a good result there for Seymour VRI. Seymour, uh, too good for Euroa, 73-59, 14 points to 2. And Alexandra defeated Eildon, 84 shots to 68. Only won one rink, though, 12 points to four. So there's the first result we were referencing there earlier. Top four, Seymour VRI uh, seemed to be running away with things on top, 101 points already. Alexandra second on 88 points. Seymour 61, Euroa 54. Again, Brian looking quite settled going into the second half. Yeah, I reckon that'll be the final four in my... Uh, opinion. Yeah, and uh, good to see some of the central sides there. Alexandra uh, well in the mix as well as the two Seymours, VRI and um, Seymour on its own in that top four. Um, Division four north today. Uh, Murchison lost to Shepparton Park. This game was actually played at Shep Park. I was down there briefly today um, playing undercover. Shepparton Park, 72 shots to 63. Again, only won one rink. Uh, that was a big win to Ron Bartley uh, and his team. So well done, Shep Park, getting across the line there. Kyabram, uh, they defeated East Shepparton in a close one, 77-71. Again, only one winning rink, 12 points to four. And Namurka defeated Merrigan, uh, the top side, Namurka. Had their work cut out, though, 81-69, uh, and only one rink victory again there for Namurka. So... Um, a bit of an interesting round of results. Uh, Shepherd and Golf received a forfeit from Tatura Hilltop. Not sure if uh, Tat Hilltop will sort of take much further part. I think that's the third or maybe no, that's every every game. They're forfeited. That's every the seventh time. Yeah, so um, yep. bit of an anomaly there. I, I'm not sure why. Maybe they could have created a buy in that division, Brian. Or well, it is a buy. I think they've just run with the yep. whoever's playing is a schedule to play Tat Hilltop. 
It's a buy. Yeah, and, and they get 16 points and, you know, 15 shots. So looking at the top four, Namurka well ahead on top, 106 points. Um, you know, fielding a side that probably is a bit too good for Division 4, let's be honest. Um, Alan Rogers, T- Terry Brennan, a few of those guys playing Division 1 on Saturdays in the Murray competition, playing in that Division 4 side. They'll be hard to beat. Shepparton Park second on 72 points from Kyabram on 63 and Shep Golf on 56. But certainly Namurka Bryan looking um, a bit too strong for the opposition there in Division 4. Well, it's hard to see anyone defeating them, that's for sure. Yeah. Do we do we think the um, the one rink winning uh, overall anomaly is due to it being Christmas week? Uh, a few sides having either a, a few less available or, or some of the other sides having a few more available that uh, might have otherwise been working? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, just sort of looking through some of the sides, um, you, you know, there's uh, sometimes it might be a case of having a really strong rink and getting the right draw and, and then being you know, far too good for the opposition. Other times, um, you know, it was great to see Merrigan pick up a couple of rinks against um, against Namurka and really push them. Um, it's a good question. Obviously, yeah, uh, I know some people who are still working right up until this week. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether it's um, a one-off sort of round or whether it's something that continues a little bit. I think it probably is bound to happen more in midweek pennant being only three rinks as opposed to four. Um, on Saturdays, but yeah, certainly uh, an anomaly with every result in that Division 4 North competition. Certainly. Uh, Division 3, uh, East Shepparton. Brian, your your mob, East Shepparton 1, defeated one of your former mobs, Nagambi, uh, 78, point, uh, 78 shots to 56. You won all three rinks, so another good result for your team there. Yeah, we've gone on top now ahead of Shep Park and... I think we'll take some beating. We've got a pretty settled lineup and uh, good skippers. Coxie is playing well, and so is um, Terry, Rowe. Terry Rowe. Probably had his worst game today, but the rest of the team did the job. And everyone has an ordinary game occasionally, except you. No, except me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Agitating for a promotion anytime soon, Brian. Div three midweek seems just a bit below uh, your talents. I wouldn't. Well. Not according to selectors. <laughs> now I'm enjoying it there. Actually, it's good to. And but it, I, I have a complete reversal on Saturday. I played in a team that hasn't won a game. I mean, I went across there as third. We got within seven, but yeah, yeah. Murray Reed is, is not a bad bowler, but we just can't. He just can't snatch a win, and that's. That's the way it goes. That's the way bowls goes, and yeah. Um, yeah. And, jo- and Josie Mitchell and playing, I noticed second in in Division Three, which um, you know she won a champion of champions probably about less than five years ago. And Janice Delmenigo mm. was third in the skipper of the year last year. Yep, in yeah. Division um, in Division Two, and now she's playing second in our rink in Division Three. Yeah, so it's obviously may, it maybe speaks to East Shepparton's depth across the sort of the midweek grades. Um, you know, no, no doubt, um, you know, there, there are some people pushing for promotion to Division 1. But um, Yeah, and yeah. I forgot about Alan Houston. He's pretty uh, pretty steady skipper yeah. and nothing phases Alan and he's having a good year as well. Back-to-back yeah. back, uh, over 60 pairs winner, I believe. Sorry? Back-to-back back over 60 pairs winner, Alan Houston. He's won a couple. I don't think he well, – did he win it this year, I thought? Um, no, Frank Ivac Back and Jeff Cobbledick. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, he, he has won a couple, though. Yeah. Him and Ray won one, and then Ray. he won one with Peter Norton. Yeah, that's – And they didn't make the semis this year. Yeah, yep. So, um, yeah, a lot of, lot of depth there for East Shepard and one in Division 3. Looking at the other results, Kybram had a clean sweep against Tatura Hilltop, 75 shots to 52. Uh, Marupna uh, ups, uh, bit of an upset here I, I would have thought at Shepparton Park um, beat them 76 yes. to 67 nine shots Definitely. Um, 14 points to two and uh, East Shepparton too had a tight win against Marupna goal 65 shots to 62 14 two. so looking at the four as Brian alluded to East Shepparton one have gone to the top of the ladder 83 points but it's tight behind them Shep Park 78 uh, after their slip up today against Marupna who were third with 74 points and Nagambi fourth on 61 points. So a bit to play for there in that. That's in that second half of the season, Brian, in terms of ladder positions. Yeah, certainly. Uh, the, the top four sides uh, will take replacing, I think. But, uh, you know, there's a few contenders. Of little, you know, there's a few sides that can still make it, but... The bottom two are probably out of it. Yep. And um, looking ahead to Division 2, Shepparton Golf 
Uh, far too good for Tatura Hilltop. 78 shots to 51, 15-1. No results as of yet from Euroa versus Avenal and Seymour versus Shepparton Park. And uh, Stanhope but defeated Kyabram, uh 76-64, 14 points to two. So looking at the four, obviously a couple of results still to come in. Kyabram on top with 64 points from Shepparton Golf, 63. Seymour, 62. And Stanhope, 62. Um, again, I'm tipping there'll be plenty of jostling for positions in the top four yeah, and, and outside. Close. Yeah, Good competition. Midweek Division 1, last round of the year. East Shepparton, big win against Seymour at home. Yeah. 96 shots to 59 in a clean sweep. I did select East Shepparton, so I'm glad I got that one, I thought. And they both played outside today, Ash, which is... Uh, yeah. And I think, you know... It was a it was a good a good decision in um we played Shep we played Shep Park outside in Division Three and yep. and they and the Division One are playing outside. Yep. Early in the season we both played indoors, but because it's a slow green, I think it favours the other side. It could only take a couple of ends to you know yourself yeah. to pick up the pace and everything. Do you think do you think the speed will ever pick up on that indoor carpet green? What can they do like do they want it quicker or what? <laughs> I think well, I think you can roll them and it's or stretch them. And got, yeah, to be due a stretch. Well, but Shep Parks isn't quick, is no, it? No, no. And since it since it got stretched the last time, I reckon it's probably Slower. lost speed, and it and it has a distinctly. To, it, well, the, the the sides kind of flipped over in a sense. The the old wide side is now distinctly yeah. tight and has a lot of straighten in it, and the uh, and the and the the old tight side is now the wider side. So yeah, it's a hard one to manage, but. I'm not sure whether East Shepherd and were hoping when they got this undercover green that it would run a bit quicker. Yeah, oh, look. Because oh, it's interesting. Why, that why should an indoor one be slower? Because um, Deer Parks is undercover and it runs about 15. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's interesting that they are looking to play in mid-weekend, weekend pennant, that they've, they're going outside now, whereas... Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, Shep Park did it for a long time, made the undercover a bit of a fortress um, yes. because of the way it played. Um, and, and, and But East Shep sort of seems to be going the other way at the moment. Well, if they would have played undercover on Saturday, they would have got a result. Well, yeah. One yeah. way or the other. Yeah, exactly right. But um, anyway, good win for East Shepard, and they certainly needed that uh, given where they were on the ladder, and it sort of gives them a, a glimmer of hope of getting into the top four um, Tatura Hilltop lost to Kyabram in tight one, 59 shots to 63. Tat Hilltop won two of the three rinks, uh, but Kyabram still did enough to get over the line. Um, big, big, big result for for Kyabram, given that um, Tat Hilltop were ahead of them on the ladder, so that gives them a spot in the four going into Christmas. Shep Park, um, again, only won one rink, and that was a massive win. Die Hands 41-8 against Chris Garvey, and I was down there for a little bit of this game. She was 33-4 up at the break, um, at which covered um, some big losses. Um, Gene Sprague defeated Paul Warren, and uh, Laurie Nicholson had a big win against Kathy Dudley, but Shep Park still, courtesy of that 41-8 win, win by 10 shots to maintain second on the ladder behind the ladder leaders, Shepard and Golf, who... Again, only won one rink, and it was Robbie Betson having a massive win against Faye Wheelhouse uh, to win by 19 shots overall, 89-70. So the latter looks like Shep Golf unbeaten, 100 points. Second with only one loss against Shep Golf, and it was a tight loss too. So they're 18 points behind Shepparton Park on the ladder, but I think they're probably closer than that in terms of competitiveness against golf. Definitely. Tat Hill top third, 68 points. Kai fourth, 62 on the outside, looking in, Seymour fifth, 52 points. East, 49, but with a negative 13 shot difference. So hopefully they can get a couple no, of wins. It, just 13 points out of oh, the four. Sorry, is, sorry, sorry. 13 points yeah. outside. So about a game. Yeah. Rushy, 25, are probably out of the hunt, as are Marupna Golf, who have only got 10 points. So they've won five rinks in the first seven rounds, and two of them were today against the best side in the competition, which is interesting. It is. Um, do you think the four settled, Brian? Uh, Seymour's home games after Christmas are going to be crucial, I think, if they yes. can get some big results there. I, I would have a punt and say it's probably settled. Yep. I'd go for the four sides that are there. There's still plenty in it for um, Seymour and East there, though, uh, to keep them in the hunt uh, and to certainly keep them interested. And uh, 
Tad Hilltop uh, and Kai wouldn't want to drop uh, any games that uh, they've you know penciled in um, at this point. What's going to be interesting is so this is round seven, so round fourteen will be the last round. The same sides will play each other, meaning that Seymour will um, host East Shepparton, and if they're fourth and fifth, uh, fifth and sixth or fourth or whatever. Um, and Hilltop will play Kyabram, who are currently third and fourth. If those four sides playing each other in the last round could have a big bearing on who sneaks in and who misses out. Yeah, yeah. it's currently the, the entire middle half of the ladder. Yes, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Looking at the um, the skipping ladders for midweek pennant just briefly, um, interesting name. I actually didn't know. Peter Norton is the top leading skipper with four wins in midweek Division 5, playing for Violet Town. I didn't know that, Brian. Did you? Uh, no, until I, a few weeks ago when I saw his name on the um, list when I went through the teams trying to get some... Back playing for Eurora on Saturday. Yeah, well, you can you can get a permit to play for both clubs. Yep. Lynn Barber played midweek for yes. Marupna Golf and Saturday pennant... For East. For East Shepparton, yeah. Yeah. And yep. Graham Barber did too. Yeah, yeah. one season. So Peter Norton and Glenda Exton from Dookie, both unbeaten uh, with four wins. John Brown, three three from three for Colburn Abbon. David Underwood, three and two. George Pedler from Avenal, three and two. That's the top five in Division 5. Division 4 South, Bob Benghami. Bagami. Bagami, sorry. Uh, apologies. From Alexandra, five and oh. Mary Steen, five and one from Euroa. Greg Jones from Seymour VRI, 4-1-1. One one. Moira Smith from Shep Park, 4 wins, 2 losses. And Wendy Hutton from Seymour, 3-1. and one. In Division 4 North, Joyce Andrews from Namurka, 5-0. Merrin Carr from Namurka, 5-0. No surprise to see um, them at the top. Uh, Anthony Bru- uh, Bruce Giovanetti, good to see him up there. 7 games, 5-2. and two. Alan Rogers, 4 wins from 4 starts. Surprising to see him playing third. Maybe he might skip a little bit more after Christmas. Not that they need any more strength. but And John Fanning from Kybram, four and two. So that's the top five in Division 4 North. Division 3, Whispering Wes Gibbs, six and oh for Shepparton Park. Kevin Cox, five and one for East Shepparton one. Lynn Thatcher, four and two. Rob Page, four and two. And Mark Florence, four and two uh, to round out the top five in Division 3. Division 2. Dale Salick from Seymour, four and one. Glenn Edwards, four and one from Shep Park. John Tucker from Shep Golf, four and two. Jill Barrett, four and two. And Frank Ivak, four and two. Obviously, those last three separated by shot difference. And in Division One, uh, David Cartwright from Tatura Hilltop, six and oh, um, plus 73. Graham Waddell, Shepherd and Goal, six and oh, plus 49. Robbie Betson, five and one. Uh, Die Hands five and one plus forty four, which her shot difference would have got a big help today. Yep. Max Hammond from Seymour four and two, uh, so that's the top five skippers in Division One, and that wraps up midweek pennant for twenty twenty one. Brian, yeah, it just shows you what a uh, a week in bowls or less, um, three or four days. Chris Garvey was the only winner against the top side in Division Two in. On Saturday pennant. Shep Golf, yep. Yeah, Shep Golf, and then he comes out and and gets uh, cleaned up by a die today. But he's have a different side. Well, he had Bruce Wooten playing third to him, you know. He's a very experienced bowler, I think. um, Yeah, Dye's rink of Marg Thorne. bowled superb. Yeah, Kate Bush and Ernie Salvamini just had a day out, and that's that's what happens sometimes. But um, were they on the carpet or grass? No, they were on the on the grass on the not the one closest to the tennis courts, the other one, the the members green. So and running running really well. There was two games out there, and I think there might have been two games undercover as well. So that's a good effort. Um, Do we want to get into Saturday pennant or? Yep, we'll get into it, Brian. Let's roll, Brian. Weekend review. Around seven. round seven. In Division 6 South, the three fancy sides won. Eildon won. Eildon two and Alex won. There's five sides in contention. Alex won. Um, yay. Eildon one and two and Alex two. And uh, they'll make the playoffs. I think the top four, the first four sides will be the Alex two. Uh, won't quite make it, I don't think. Division 6 North, we've got Colbo. Rushworth, Kai and Shep Park, they were the winners last round. Kai and Colby are the two likeliest grand final contenders and only nine points separates last place Rushy 
from fourth place east. Great in, comp. In the battle for third and fourth spots. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Really good comp. Division five, Marupna Golf are on top from Tally East and Murchison. Uh, with Tad Hilltop and Seymour still in the hunt. Merchant, Tad Hilltop played out a thrilling draw, which was the highlight of the round. Division four, two close matches last round, with Nagambi defeating Yaroa by two shots and Tad Hilltop by seven over Shep Park. Seymour v. O'Reilly had a team to beat, with Nagambi, Seymour, Yaroa, the top four. Kyabram are one point out in a tight battle for a position in the finals. Of course, we added the heat rule on Saturday and only half the games, a bit over half the matches were played. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that after. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Uh, division, division three, East last, got one, um, one rink only. Um, hang on. I think I stuffed up here. You, you played undercover on Saturday, East. We did, yeah. Against Stanhope, and it was a draw. It was a draw against um, Stanhope, uh, and each rink had a seven-shot differential. Unbelievable scoreline. Like, you, you, you know, you see draws and you think, oh, you know, one rink's won by 15 and another one's lost by 10. But this was 7-7-7-7, seven, 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 two each, and you drew. That's an amazing anomaly yeah, in that score. Yeah, yeah, incredible. But uh, that's the way it goes. Um that's our second draw in three matches, and we managed to win one rink and beat Telly the week before. Yep. And uh, where are we? I've got, got the wrong notes there. You've lost your sheet, Brian. Oh, I have. I printed the wrong one. So have you got it there, Ash, or I'll, not? I'll bring up the Division 3 results from the round just that, gone. Mate. Yeah. So East Shepherd and Drew Stanhope, 87 all nine points apiece. Marupna and Shepherd and Golf were called off due to the heat rule. Tally Garupna had a thumping um, win against Avenal, 52 shots, 16-2. And um, Seymour on their magic carpet, I assume. I'm not 100% sure, but they had a massive win against Shepherd and Park, 17-1. Um, there was some, some big ring scores there. There was a 37-6 Biggles Brown over Murray Phillips. Um there was also a 34-9 Max Hammond with Robbie Baldwin as his third against Wes Gibbs. So um, looking at the top four in Division 3, Seymour unbeaten. Now have, have a listen to this. Seymour unbeaten from seven rounds, 120 points, with a shot difference of 368. That's yeah, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. 368 shots. They're 835 shots for, 467 against. Percentage of 78. So, what's their average winning margin? 368 divided by seven, 52 shots. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can win it and get up to Division Two because you know, looking at their side, the likes of Biggles Brown, Max Hammond, Robbie Baldwin, they're they're, they're much too good to be playing in um, in Division Three. The rest of the ladder behind them: Tally Garupna four and three. They're on 74 points. Shepherd and Park also four and three, 71. Marupna, four wins, two losses and a draw on 70. Shepherd and Golf are fifth with only two wins and two draws, um, 54 points. So they're 16 points behind fourth. Then followed by Stanhope, 39, Avenal, 38, and East Shepherd and 38. So um, it's pretty much the, lad- the the top side settled on the ladder. It's who's going to finish second and whether Shep Golf can maybe make a run for fourth. Yeah, that Seymour side isn't remarkably different from the, the outfit that was playing Div 1 a, a few years ago. And obviously, um, you know, they've lost a, a, a few players. Uh, Alison Hall springs to mind as uh, one of the better ones that they've lost. But yep. that, that side is certainly um, one that sh- should... Be competitive in Division yeah. 2 next year should they win the Premiership this year. Matt O'Sullivan's another one who was a really good up-and-coming skipper um, and, a, and a sort of a younger bowler by bowl standards. Um, was a really good footballer for Seymour and had taken up bowls and was really um, talented at it. I'm not sure what, what he's doing. Um, he hasn't played for a couple of years now, but he was certainly playing when they were in Division 2 and 1. Um, wh- where do you sort of stand on them, Brian? I think they're, they're definitely too good for... Division 3, I think they'd be competitive in Division 2, but I'm not sure they would be a top four side in Division 1 with that outfit. Like, they'd probably need to recruit maybe a couple. What do you think? Well, they couldn't beat Marupna Golf in the grand final last year in Division 3. Yes. And Marupna Golf 
haven't won a game in the twos. They've won two. Two, have they? Yeah. Oh, midweek they haven't won a game, sorry. Yes, yeah. yeah. Moving golf. So, uh, but um, a lot of their players play both, play both. Yes. Both disciplines. Um, Dale Salick, um, yeah, Flint. Look, I yeah. don't think they've got any new players. They're just the only obviously jelling together better. I, and I think it helps that they're all playing in the one competition now. Yes. Yeah, so they're well, not chopping and changing. Well, that probably helps too. Yeah, obviously. I mean, like... I remember when I was a, a regular in Division Two, and Seymour were in there as well. And you would come up against them during a week, and you'd never, you would never know. You'd think, "Oh, who are they going to have this week?" You know, you wouldn't know who they saw, and, and they didn't really know a lot of the time either. Um, you know, one time you would play Allison Hall before Christmas, and the, the next time you'd say, "Oh, where is she?" And they'd say, "No, nah, she's playing Central today." So it's hard, but yeah, I, I do agree. Having the same and um, Ian Eichfuss is someone that has come in in the last couple of years and um, seems to be a really good skipper. So hopefully they'll be hoping they can finish the job this year. They're certainly putting the runs on the board early, um, and it'll be good for them to have that test of Division Two again. I think they're they're probably ready for it. Division Two. Did you excuse me? Ask you touch on Tommy Goodwin's win in uh, for Tally. No, what fifty nine to ten? Jeez, I, I don't think I've seen a higher score than that. I'd like to see the scorecard to know what uh, whether he got an eight or whether he what what happened there. Fifty nine to ten, yeah. Who'd he have? He had Brandon Baldwin as his third, Vince Lear as his second, Lindsay Mustin as his lead against Avenal. David Folletti, he's he's not a bad bowler. Spud Folletti's yeah. a good bowler. He couldn't. Uh, he must have had one of those days from um, hell. Yeah, and uh, be a seventeen second green up there. Yeah, at tally, yeah, it would have been, you know, it would have been running really well. I like some of the nicknames on the um, on the GV Bowls results. He, it says his second is Graham Toy Boy Toy. Do you know him? No, I don't know him. Toy Boy, interesting. They, they brought the nicknames in last year or the year before. So and, very, um, um, there was uh, yeah. quite a few that had a bit more liberty with it than others. Yes. Um, <laughs> A few of them were just, uh, you know, I remember Graham Graham Myers, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, Robert Rob uh, Page or whatever. Yeah, there's a few like that. But, uh. um, Division two. So there was a couple of games that weren't played due to the heat rule. One being Kybram versus East Shepparton, um, and the other one being Marupna Golf versus Marupna. So they split the points. Two results that were played. Shepparton and Golf, the top side, unbeaten, beat Rushworth at Rushworth, 109-77. Uh, three rinks to one. As um, we, we mentioned earlier, um, Chris Garvey had a one-shot win against Roy Brown. Pretty good rink he's knocked off there too with Paul, yeah. Le- Paul Ledger, who won Shep Golf's A and B grade club championship. Ian Ritchie, Division One Premiership player. Um, on more than one occasion, um, and J- Gert Foley back from Division One playing third, and Roy Brown who didn't lose too many games last year. So well done, Rushy pinching a rink there. But um, other than that, it was all Shepherd and Golf there. And then bit of a surprise this margin here for, for mine. Shep Park at home on the carpet beat um, Tatura Hilltop all rinks 141 shots to 65. That's what's that? That's that, huge. That, Seventy six. That's yeah, it's a yeah. It's that's a, a huge win. Um, just looking at the ring scores, Peter Cross forty to thirteen over Keith Smith, Heath Matthews thirty one fourteen over Barry Ibbett, uh, Calvin Rogash thirty six twenty six against Graham Smith, and Gavin Flanagan uh, thirty four twelve against Gary Mansfield. So, and that as as a result of that. Massive win. Shep Golf on top, 116 points. Um, shot difference of 224. East Shep on second, four wins, two losses in that heat out draw, 74 points. Shep Park went from fifth to third with that third win of the year. Three and four, 60 points. Kybram in fourth, three wins and a draw, 59. And on the outside looking in, Marupna Golf, two wins and a draw, 54 points. Rushworth, three and four on 53. Marupna. Uh, last year's grand finalist, seventh on 46 points, but still not out of it yet. And neither is Tat Hilltop on 42 points. But again, it looks like um, the Shep Golf's going to run away with the minor premiership. But there is plenty of interest in the the, uh, the, the positions after that. There certainly is, Ash. And look, that was played undercover. Yes. And if you can't play on that green, you can't play bowls. I mean, it brings – It's um, you normally see a pretty – a pretty even. You don't see sides blown out of the water on that, do you? Well, not to that extent. Yeah, look, it's um, it's an interesting one. It's probably more indicative, I'd say, of of Tat Hilltop's sort of depth that's 
copped a bit of a hit in between last season and this season. I look at some of those names and I know when I was playing Division 2 for Shep Park and a lot of those names that I saw in that Tat Hilltop side were probably playing a fraction lower for, for Hilltop or Tat. Um, so they have had to push some players up through the grades this year to cover the losses that they've had. But, yeah, certainly... Um, I wouldn't have expected that margin, particularly from a Shep Park side that had only had two wins before Saturday. Um, and it's certainly done their top four hopes wonders with that big shot difference um, going under their percentage and um, pushing from fifth to third. Yeah, well, look, I've got um, my final four in Division 2. Uh, I've got Shepherd and Golf obviously on top. East, I think, will remain second. Shep Park, third. And I'm putting Marupna in for fourth. I reckon they can make a late charge. Yep. They've got too many good players over there that, you know, Darren Kelly, Jeff Anselmi, Bruce Anselmi. That'll make Tyler happy. You give him a p- Max McKee's he's a player I haven't seen play, but he, he's obviously a good skipper. And I think uh, with seven rounds to go, I think they'll make they'll get into the four. Well, sorry, Tyler, you go. No, you know I'm a, a big Division Two Cats fan. Yeah, well, um, Shep Park hosts Marupna in the first round after Christmas. I think if they can't win that, that'll um, that might put their season to bed. Marupna, there, I think um, they beat them over at Marupna in round one, Shep Park. But um, it'll be interesting to see where Shep Park plays them in the first round after Christmas and whether Marupna can revive their season uh, in Division Two. Looking at Division 1, only two games played. Shep Golf and Kyabram didn't even start. They were they called their game off due to heat, so um, split the points there. Kyabram getting nine points, Tyler and Brian, that probably most sides won't get for the year against Shepherd and Golf. Yeah, it always heat. comes out in the wash uh, when there's heat um, or weather otherwise, uh, you know, wet weather and clement weather. Uh, that doesn't affect the full round itself, mm-hmm. um, that some sides will, will come out uh, much better than others. And, yeah, snagging nine points against Shep Golf, where most sides this year have been lucky to grab one or two, um, is certainly going to give them a big boost. And, yeah, yeah sorry, Brian. Sorry, uh, it, because of the a heat out, Tally gained nine points and everyone except Hilltop, he gained seven. Yes, so so the chasing pack for a final spot. Um, I believe the final four is just about settled. Okay, on that result. So the other game that wasn't um, completed, but it was started, was Shepparton Park and East Shepparton. So I was involved in this one. We played up until the Smoko break at three thirty, and uh, at the time, uh, Wayne Gribble was level with Dennis Smythe. Um, Paul Nichols was one shot up on Brent Reiner. Uh, John Gribble was five shots up on John on Paul Warren. And Jeff Beattie was well on his way to a big rink victory against Josh Warren. I think he was up by 15 or so. So um, East Shepard and were probably about 19 or 20 shots up overall. We went off at 3.30. Um, it was brought to the attention of the team managers that the temperature gauge, um, there's one inside on the undercover green, which gave the first indication, and then they went and checked the, the, the proper temperature thing that's meant to be exposed in the sunlight, um, that it was about 40 degrees, 40.1 or 40.2. So we sat in the club rooms and waited for the temperature to go down. Now, there was a bit of um, uh, argument, I guess, um, that the rule, the heat rule in the handbook Um, which has been issued to all lawn bowlers, has been amended on the GV website. So there was a bit of argument saying, well, no, the rule book says you only have to wait until the temperature goes below 40. But the amendment on the GV website, and this is my understanding, and this was something that was discussed at East Shepparton at the time, the amendment says, no, that the teams have to wait until the heat drops below 39. That's correct. So once that was cleared up, because East Shepparton was sort of getting a bit antsy and well within their rights as well, like my view is Shepparton Park would have been lucky to maybe win one or two rinks in the game. I think East Shepparton had us on toast. Um, and so they were wanting to go back out and complete the game. Obviously being low on the ladder, they needed 16 points or 14 points at, at least to try and keep their finals hopes alive. But to the letter of the law, we were quite within our rights to sit there and say, well, no, we can't do this because it's not 
it's it's against the rules. We had to wait until it went under 39. So we waited, we waited. And the team managers who were Brent Rayner and Jeff Boyle for Shep Park checked the temperature every half an hour and it was slowly dropping. But as we know, um, sort of four to six o'clock in daylight saving is still the heat of the day. And, and uh, it got to about uh, quarter past five or 5.30 and um, Wayne Gribble was the, the, the umpire and they did one final check. It was still 39.1 or 39.2 and we realised that we only had until 7pm to complete the game. There was no way we were going to finish, so they called it off. Yeah, they had no alternative and... Uh well, if the other gun, well, the rules are rules, aren't they? So yeah, I can understand why Brent wanted to get out there, and there's a few other players out there pretty distraught, and uh, um, they would have been. Well, if I would have been manager, I would have called it off at Smoko. But yeah, well, that's what Kai Kai were twenty shots up in Eastern Division two, and they went home. Yes. Yep. So both managers must have agreed. Yes. Why would you? And, and, and why that, would you forfeit a? A chance of uh, consolidating a spot in yeah. the four, and and that and that that's the crucial part of it. It's if the team managers agree to call it off, um, and 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 Jeff was clear at the time that um, they had the discussion and there wasn't an agreement, so we sat and waited for it to go down because obviously Shep Park were more than happy to call it off, being as far down as we were, and and, and we thought that the heat wasn't going to drop. But obviously East Shepherd and wanted to take the chance that we could get back on, on in the hope that they could finish off a victory, um, but it wasn't to be, and so we take nine points each. Shep Park probably lucky, and that's... That's the way these things go, you know. The shoe could have been on the other foot and we were 20-odd shots up and wanting to get back out there because we wanted to get a spot in the four going into Christmas. But um, probably a, a couple of concerns. Like, I mean, Josh Warren's rink's probably flailing a little bit. Um, remains to be seen whether he continues to skip after Christmas because I think his rink's a little bit of a concern for Park at the moment. Um yeah, so I'm not sure what they'll do there, um, but certainly, yeah, East East probably had us in in that one, and we were lucky to get away with nine points. I think it might have finished East season off though. Well, be very yeah. difficult now to. I think Hilltop will stay in the four, and the top three sides are virtually their home and hose. Well, particularly if we lose any more games to heat or other weather. Um, look, uh, Shep Park sort of not. Not without a hope. What are they? They are now not, uh, eight points behind um, Tatura Hilltop in fourth. Um, but it's going to really depend on those games against each other. Like I know Shep Park's got to go to Hilltop, has to go to Kai and Yaroa. They're pretty tough away games. And we host Tally and Golf, which are going to be hard wherever you play them. So um, it'll, it'll be interesting race for that last final spot, I believe. Certainly will be. And... I was talking to uh, an umpire over the weekend. I won't mention any names, but he said there's too many uh, players in the Goulburn Valley or in our Goulburn Valley bowling area that don't know the rules. Yes. And that's pertaining to the heat rule. I, sp- I spoke to someone before the game on Saturday and they thought it was you know, uh, 40 degrees, the rule. So, I mean... You'd think people who've been playing bowls a long time mm. and know what the rule was. Yeah, the rule does uh, change from time to time, and uh, you know some some aspects aspects of it uh, are still living in the past a bit. Uh, I do note in the um, the rule book the the official vehicle for um, temperature checking on a Friday night remains Wind TV, not um, <laughs> the Bureau of Meteorology. But um, it, it's also a, a point of the fact that. Um, you know, on the continuing or, or calling it off, uh, you know, as long as the managers agree or, you know, in, in, it's, it's the same in, you know, lower grade cricket. If, if the captains mm. agree on something, you can certainly go a long way. But yeah. if you don't agree, then uh, you have to fall back to that rule book. And yep. um, in the end, that's what happened. And uh, two games got on, so the round still counts. Yes. So looking at the first game that got on, and this was the match of the round, as it turned out, to Tura Hilltop. Uh, won a tight one against Stanhope. They won three rinks, but the rink results were really tight. Peter Lesur defeated Rob Ponton 20-19. to uh, David Cartwright, continuing his recent impressive form, defeated Hayden Crilly 28-24. Uh, Justin Spenning defeated the returning Whopper Williams in his skipper's role 23-21. 
And uh, Stanhope did get two points with Tim Hancock defeating Tachiri Hilltop coach Brendan Boyd 21-20. So in the wash-up, uh, it was only six shots in the end of Tachiri Hilltop, but they get 16 points to two. And as Brian said, uh, gives themselves a little bit of breathing space in fourth, which they would have been delighted with. And this game was played on Saturday too. Uh, we did mention last yeah. week that it was going to mm. be a Friday night game, but that didn't eventuate uh, due to work commitments of one of the sides. Okay. And... Um, Looking ahead to the other game that was completed, Tally Garupna, a clean sweep at Yaroa. Uh, so Mark Ryan, 24-16 over Ken Sutcliffe. Uh, David Dawes, 24-21 against Mark Stevens. Mitch Sidebottom, 27-14 against Shane Drysdale. And Liam Crapper, the big winner, 37-13 against Bill Taylor. So um, Tally, uh, they, as a result of the um, their 18-0 and Kyabram splitting the points with Shep Golf, they jump back up to second. So looking at the ladder going into Christmas, Shep Golf unbeaten, six wins and a draw, 103 points. Tally Group in a five wins, a loss and a draw, 96 points. Kyabram, four wins, one loss and two draws. Uh, the other one being with Tally uh, the week before, 86 points. Uh, Tatura Hilltop, three wins, four losses, 57 points. Shep Park, two wins, four losses, and a draw, heat out draw, 49. Stanhope, two and five on 39 points. Yaroa, two and five on 38. And East Shepparton, one win, five losses, and a heat out draw, 36 points. So uh, they are 21 points off fourth, Brian. Um, and you're tipping that the four won't change. Yep. No. Well, it, it, it's interesting. Um, the first round after Christmas, uh, Hilltop hosts Shepherd and Golf. Shep Park hosts Stanhope. So if Park can beat Stanhope um, and Golf beats Hilltop, as many would expect, those positions might change. But as we said, there's a lot to play out at, uh, across the rest of the year, particularly with you know um, the second cycle of games, playing games away, those sorts of things. And, of course, you know, um, comp rink combinations and things like that can change as well. Yeah, I've got uh, the Saturday skippers now. Yep. Weekend pendant in each division. Division 6 South, we've got... Bob Bagami, he's leading in the midweek and he's leading in the um, Saturday pennant, a weekend pennant. From Greg Gilmore of Alexandra, one. Uh, Roland Branch from Yay, he's a player we didn't know. They played in the men's pairs. Yep. Um, Jason Allen from Eildon, two. And Sharon Hall uh, from Eildon, one. Division six North. James Shane Ryan from Colburn Abbon. He leads from Brad McIntosh, Kai Abram, Robert Dodds, East Shepherd, and Raymond Raftjen, Raymond Raftjen, Colburn Abbon, and Jan McFadgen, Kai Abram. In Division 5, Lee Wake and Shaw, last year's winner. He's the leader there. From uh, Eric Cook of East Shepherd and Gilbert Dalla Dal- Dal- Nagori. Dallin Agari from East, from East, uh, East third. Gary Murphy Tally fourth, and Jason McConkey Maripna Golf is fifth. Division four, Philip Chalice of Seymour VRI, Michael Sizakulski, Sikulski, yep. He incidentally was runner up in the pairs. We'll touch on that shortly. The state pairs on uh, Sunday. He's second. Greg Jones, Seymour VRI, third. They got the one, two, and three. Mark Bracken, the Gamby's fourth. And Joseph Purcell from VRI is fifth. Mark Brack, any relation to Greg? Brother. Brother, okay. Uh, Don't look anything alike. He must be the milkman, son. (laughs) Division three. Robert Brown, Robert Biggles, Brown Seymour, he's undefeated. Max Hammond's undefeated. Graham Flint, six and one. The star there was uh, Ronnie Holland on Saturday. He, knocked, he, he, knocked. he should have won the game. I heard his few of his teammates talking about it, but he's got a draw against a leading skip at that stage. Yes. Uh, Wesley Whispering Gibbs is next, <laughs> six and one, and Ian Eichfuss from Seymour has got four and one. Division two, Peter Fairgrave undefeated. Seven out of seven. Robbie Batson, he's got six. Richard Warburton, six. Kevin Cox, four. And Craig O'Shannessy has got four wins. 
And in Division 1, Brad Orr has won every match. Except to watch the, he's yeah. won every game he's played in. He's, he's six and a yeah, and a, and a draw. So he's. Well, he, I reckon he's let the opposition in. The, doesn't in the really count as a draw because no. they didn't play. No, Mitch Sidebottom's right up there now. He's six out of six. Yeah, Glenn Fields is. Well, he didn't. He didn't play either, so no. he's six. Liam Crapper's got five, and Mark Ryan four, and two. Yeah, so that's a top five. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Mitch Sidebottom had missed a game um, earlier on in the year, and I thought, well, or he's going to play at least one more game than him, but obviously, given the, the circumstances of the weekend, they're now, the three of them are now level, field, Sidebottom, and Orr on 6-0. and oh. um, It's a good battle. Do you think any of them, Tyler, how many how many of them, or do you think any of them will go unbeaten for the 14 rounds? Oh, the form, uh, Orr is in, I reckon he might go un- unbeaten. Um he uh, cleaned up the GV state pairs on the weekend uh, alongside Wayne Dagger. Yes. Defeating uh, Anderson and Shikulski, um yep. in the final. Extra end. Yes, went to an extra end. Uh, obviously a close one in the end. And well, yeah, it surprised me, I must admit. I was down there and the way they were playing against – the way him and Wayne Dagger played against Chris Ferguson and – Manton. And uh, Neville Manton, I said, well – it's a one. It's going to be a one-horse race. I don't care who they play in the final. Yeah. But um, I was taking credit away. The Stanhope guys polled pretty well, but they got put out. John O'Thorne yep. and Hayden, Hayden Crilly. Yep. They got put out by Henderson and Sikorsky. Sikorsky. Yeah. And they took them to an extra end. Yes. Yep. And. So- that, that's a really good performance. Yes. And the women's pairs, uh, Lee Beattie and Stacey Collier uh, won 21-17 over uh, Wallace and Dudley. Kathy Dudley and Sandra Wallace from Shepparton Park. Yeah, so that ga- those games were moved from Shepparton Golf um, with the storm that was brewing in the morning. So it's the luxury that they were able to play undercover at Shep Park. And, um, yeah, well done to the winning teams and they'll represent... Uh, so will they just represent the Central Goulburn Murray region now, or do they still have those? You know how they have the three winners with the region, or do they? Just no, they got to play the Murray. They got to play Murray. Just the Murray. Yeah, just it's only Murray. we're only the Goulburn Murray. Only Murray. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what was the score in uh, Margaret Thorne and Sue Tyson against Collier and Beatty? I'm not 100. But was that the semi? Was it? Yeah, well, I think Margaret Thorne them were in front when I left. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, from all from all reports, um. Yeah, the, as you mentioned, Brad Orr and Wayne Dagger were in top form before getting to the final and then had their work cut out. Uh, they played uh, David and Josh Cartwright in the morning um, and were too good there and then, yeah, played their club mates, um, Manton and Ferguson. And I think they got a six or something on the first end and might yeah. might have been more than ten shots up before. It Manton was 14 or 16 zip, zip when yeah. I, yeah. But Manton and them weren't bowling badly and, and Ferguson. But Orr and, and Wayne Dagger. Well, they were just unbelievable. Well, Wayne Wayne Dagger's obviously played third for for Brad a lot of this year, and you know from um, where he started from, he's come such a long way with his bowls. One, obviously, the state title with them in the falls, I think, was it down down yep. um, south there, Warrnambool, Warrnambool, yeah. So. Um, yeah, good good luck to those sides in the next stage. Um, Stacey Collier, Lee Beattie, and Brad Orr and Wayne Dagger, a fantastic effort to win the state pairs titles. Yeah, I, I think they can go a long way over at Bendigo. I really do. Yeah, well, you know, he's um, Brad, Brad Orr's obviously around the mark in whatever state of any plays, and he wasn't in the singles, but... Um, yeah, whatever he, whatever he enters, he's going to be a leading contender. Well, it's interesting in the regional sides championships played at Chip Park Yes, earlier this year that uh, the word was going around from a lot of the Metro players that he was the best bowler in Victoria. Where so, would you go along with that? Uh, I'll tell you what, I'd back him. I've been watching the Melbourne Premier League and mm. if he was down there, well, look, Brett Foley was one of the top skippers down there, but we yeah. know how good he was. But Yeah. Um, an ex, well, one I'll, of the ex-Victorian selectors reckon... Um, Reckons um, always as good, every bit as good as anyone else in the. Well, obviously state. his form sort of in the past twelve months got him back in the state side, didn't it? He was over in Tasmania representing the state when um, sort of a bit of COVID drama hit and couldn't complete that. But um, Tyler, I mean, obviously you know you've seen him pretty closely in a lot of big finals as well. It's not a bad call. No, certainly not. And I think you've got to be playing 
uh, particularly well to push your way back into a stateside. Yes. Uh, once you've gone out. And um, I think uh, that just shows what kind of form he's in. And, and you know, to lead Shep Golf to uh, is the umpteenth flag uh, last season as well as, the, the you know, the state... It's a state pennant title. It's, um, yeah. He's certainly right up there. Well, they're flying players in from interstate. Yes. Twist. Yes. Ferguson. Yep. Uh, the Blake from um, the guys, well, there's a two or three others that are coming down. Yeah. I'd fly, I'd fly or if they're getting a 1000 bucks a game, I reckon he should get that in Melbourne. He, he's just as good as those players, in my opinion. Well, and, and you mentioned it's hard to fight your way back into a stateside, particularly um, from a regional area too, because not many eyes would be here. I mean, it's easy to look at the results in the paper or whatever on the website and say that he's going really well, but until you, like, not many people would be coming up to watch him play in the flesh. Um, so it's really only sort of anecdotal or secondhand information. So it is, you know, things like the state the state finals and um, the state pennant championships and those sorts of things where he does get that exposure whereas the guys in Melbourne who are in the state side are, are, are getting seen pretty much every week so it's um, yeah you wouldn't wouldn't like to draw him at the moment in anything he's playing in so terrific terrific effort not at all uh, that just about wraps up after the Jack for 2021 thank you Brian Ash and listeners for uh joining us and uh, we'll be back fresh and new in the new year and uh, we have plenty of uh, special guests well apologize for not being because of the, it's been one of those years with the COVID and everything and there's a lot of club matches of stop players a guest coming on this program no, we don't want to hear excuses no Brian. excuses no that that's our new year's resolution we're going to get a guest gonna, every week. Yep. Bring a guest or don't come at all, Brian. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you, uh, I imagine, in the second week of January. Yes. Uh, I'll yes. be uh, otherwise engaged at the SCG before then. Uh, Thank you very much uh, after the Jack listeners and uh, have a very safe and happy Christmas and ho, ho, year. ho. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.